You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Can We Talk? This is your boy, Eric. I'm here with the usual suspects, Anthony. On the phone, we got Nicole, and we're here with Sean P. Williams, who we're going to interview a little bit later. Welcome, Sean. What's up? <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It's been a another week since we've met. Um, and had our, our great discussion last week. What's what's new in y'all world? I know Nicole's coming from up north right now. She had a good time. Yeah, I had a great time. I am so tired though. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it. What I'm sure you I'm sure you drank. <laughs> oh yeah, me and my dad got a little got a little too happy to be up there, <laughs> and we bought a boat. So oh. That was. <laughs> you gotta show us how the Marie's get down. You got you gotta right. show us what happens when that when that drink is in your system. <laughs> uh hey Nicole, say hi to Sean. Sean is uh Sean is our guest. Hi Sean. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Good, how are you? All right, how you doing, ma'am? <laughs> oh, great. I'm loving this drive. Oh okay. we, all right. We can't wait to get you back in the studio, Nicole. We we'll see you soon. Yeah, next next weekend I'll visit. There. Right. All right. So what's what's the current events, Eric? So current events, as everyone know, uh everyone knows, we lost a legend this past week. Um, Rita Franklin. Rita Franklin passed away of cancer. Uh when she was seventy six years old. Um a legend, a legend. I feel like everyone is paying their respects across the world. Um, you know, she was an icon in the city of Detroit. You know, she was still uh living here, you know, as even as she passed away, she was still living in Detroit, you know. And so she is a legend here, and just rest in peace. And you know, it's just sad. It's sad to see those legends um, pass away, but you know, it's it's unfortunate as we get older, and as they get older, it's, it's going to be more expected. But it's just it's definitely sad because she made such a, a contribution to music. Um, and I got a question for y'all: Where would y'all rank Aretha Franklin, an all-time greatest wow. singers? Where would y'all rank her? Wow, this that's is a like great men, question. Men included. I was. Let's say let's say women. Let's say among okay. women. Okay. This is tough though, because you know Whitney Houston yeah. is right up there. Whitney Houston you know, is up there. She, Aretha Franklin I is up there Whitney. too. Aretha is up there. Like for wow. me, I feel like I grew up more. Well, I guess I heard more of Whitney than Aretha growing right, up. Right. That right. makes sense. Because that's my era too. Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah. So so I just think that for me, I mean, Aretha has the pipes. You got vocals. Yeah. Um, but I would have to put Whitney a little bit higher than Aretha. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I have to apologize, man. It's yeah. your opinion. You know, I just think it's a little shady that you're bringing this up after she no, dies. No, no, I'm saying she's <laughs> no, I'm great. Just kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say she's not. I mean, she's amazing. But it's, yeah. there's there's a lot of amazing, you know, singers that. Mm-hmm. that and Whitney unfortunately passed away as well. So yeah, Aretha definitely had the spirit of Detroit. You know, she yeah. was right. definitely every interview yeah. I saw her with, she was a very um, humble, controlled uh, person, and I, I like her. She has some shade though. Y'all see those videos? Well, I mean, those, that's 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 what that comes with the diva culture. Yeah. You gotta have a little shade. She shaded. She shaded uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Apparently, it's like a big thing that came up. Come on, who I mean, wouldn't though? Oh yeah, Taylor, Taylor Swift well, can't sing. Come on, no, but it, I don't know if y'all I saw, but but it was I like an interview. <laughs> an interview, I think, is maybe a couple years ago. They asked, um, they asked Aretha about some singers. It was like, all right, what do you think about Alicia Keys? She was like, Alicia Keys, she's a good performer, great writer, um, young, talented. It was like, what do you think about Taylor Swift? She's like, 
Well, she uh, she wears nice gowns. <laughs> she didn't well, say anything I mean, about her singing. Let's keep it real. I mean, like like pop wise, you know, Taylor Swift is that girl. But mm-hmm. we talking about actual vocals. I mean, right. come on, right, yeah. right, yeah. And then they asked about they asked about you know, Nicki Minaj. Everyone so. shades Taylor Swift. That's true. Kanye West is the master shade of of Taurus Taylor Swift. So, but um, but it was definitely sad, man. I had to put on some Aretha, some respect, you know, all her good songs, um, over the week and. Everyone's a little bit down in the office. They're like, oh, you know, it's, it's kind of sad to see a legend go. Um, I do want to touch. You know, she also passed away on the same day Elvis Presley mm. passed away. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So we were saying, you know, the queen of soul and the king of rock and roll. Yeah, that's. So that's is he really the king, though? Right. I mean, he. I don't know. It's debatable, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he personally ripped off a lot of black artists, but that's, that's a, another topic for another day. Um also Also um it was some beef around um Safari and <laughs> What happened now? Wait, no, no Safari and Nicki Minaj, they had a Twitter beef going on. And basically Nicki Minaj called out Safari cuz uh apparently he he she paid for his new hairline and she so put, and she she threw Tiger under the bus talking about um they used the same hairline doctor. <laughs> it was it was so petty, man. I think that's just trying to get I controversy. Was following that. She was like yeah. saying that he used her credit cards and like purchased like sex workers. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was I was a little I was a little uh, upset. Oh. Prostitutes take cards. <laughs> wait, bro, wait, prostitutes? No, no, have, yeah, they do. No, they got, the, they got the square readers. They got the square readers. You yeah, know, you cash app, all that. You I, got I was wondering where you swiped. <laughs> Randy stuck in the nineties, right? <laughs> no, now it's high Usually, technology. you don't want a paper trail, though, right? I mean, but you know, cash app and and, and all they got that. cash app, right. PayPal, hey. And with cash app, you can technology. always say like, "Oh, I'm paying for groceries," and put a little right. peach or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was, so, it was so much drama. And I was kind of upset because, you know, as the one of the guys who are bald in, in my life, I'm like, how come I can't buy my new hairline, man? That's a little, <laughs> it's a little messed up, but it's okay. It's all right. Um, but it was, it was a lot of interesting stuff going on online. Um, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I want to say rest in peace, Aretha. That's, that's gonna be my main thing for the show today. Let's move on to, I guess, hip hop corners. Shane is not here. So, um, we? I throw in my two cents a little bit. I, I saw the Wild and Out show yesterday with my girl and her family. Yeah. Uh, very nice, very great variety show. I like the way Nick Cannon set it up, where it was um it was stand up acts from uh some of the performers, DC Young Fly, Chico B, Emmanuel Hudson. Nice. Um, and then it was um the Wild and Out show itself with certain like um segments like Pick Up and Kill It. Uh, family reunion where they pick oh, out yeah. people from the crowd. <laughs> See, like, this is my Did you get picked? <laughs> right, right. No, right, no, right. no, 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 no. We we were sending, we were sending, um, we weren't on the ground level. You we were oh. picking people on the ground level. Oh, okay, wow. Um, and yeah, and it ended with a short performance by Rick Ross. So it was basically mm-hmm. the Wild and Out show. So uh, do you think these those guys are actually funny in real life? Like, are they? Yeah, I mean, they they prove that they can freestyle. They prove that it's okay. not scripted. They straight up coming off the dome wow. with it. They're very talented people. And Nick Cannon. He's come a long way from Nickelodeon, yeah. and, and I'm proud mm-hmm. of him. Man, Nick Cannon has. That's where he hasn't aged at all. And this guy is like, <laughs> I, I don't think he's on the Pharrell effect because Pharrell looks oh, the Pharrell. same as he did. He's about 20 almost years fifty. Old. Yeah, but Nick Cannon's aged. Nick Cannon, Ain't a bad has, thing. It's not a bad thing at all. I'm just like, what? What is he drinking? What? What special concoction that he has back there? <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, did you see? Uh, oh, you didn't go to the Drake concert. We had Drake and Beyonce. So Beyonce was Monday night, 
And then the Drake uh, concert was Tuesday night and Wednesday. He yeah, had and, two oh, shows. that's right, and Wednesday. He had Drake and Amigos. And Amigos, uh, Amigos. I think um, DJ Khaled was. I think he was there. So. He was part of Jay Z concert. Yeah, DJ part of Jay-Z. so Jay Z and Beyonce were together. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you know it was lit in, in Detroit. Seriously, and man. the Dream Cruise was yesterday and too. The, yep, Dream Cruise was yesterday. I think it's going through today as well. And um, Earth, Wind, and Fire was last night also. Oh, it was lit <laughs> at Shane Park. I miss Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, Shoot. Earth, Wind, and Fire. No, but I swear I live vicariously through all of my like um people i follow on like snapchat because i ain't, i'm not paying to go to these concerts <laughs> unfortunately i don't got the money like that but look man i feel like if it comes to the point where my artist is just getting this momentum like i'm with an artist that's just getting big yeah. that i can see them in like a st andrews but if i'm seeing right. you at a little caesar's arena i kind of want to be close to you if i'm all the way in the high rises I, 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 stay home <laughs> it was it was different with stevie wonder because he was performing all of songs in the key of life so i saw him at the oh, joe yeah. lewis before wow. it closed down yeah. so that was great so i like being there but uh, anybody else i'm like yeah i'll listen to the album and it's like legends like stevie wonder you gotta see it. you gotta Especially, see yeah. in a lifetime and i hate i didn't go to that concert i ended up going to the concert the week before i think it was the kings not the kings of comedy it was all the com- uh charlie murphy and oh, all them was yeah. the week before so it was either stevie wow. wonder or that i end up going to the comedy show i mean yeah, it's still I mean, good it, but it was yeah. great man you know that's wow. cool any any uh movies you've seen recently recently nah man uh any, any you've seen uh-huh. what about you nicole i know you just saw infinity war what you saw <laughs> I don't know if she's... You there, Cole? I hear her background audio. Mm-hmm. Probably not oh, paying attention. We'll get back right. to you. <laughs> it's all right. But you still got to go see um that... that uh, Shoot. Spike Lee Spike movie. Spike Lee movie. Yeah, you I saw see it. That. Uh, oh, yeah. What did you think? What did you think? It was cool. It was a good story. Um, definitely, everybody need to go see it. Right. Um, it was. I was impressed with Denzel Washington's son. Yeah, I was, I was super impressed. If you ever hear him speak, he sounds just, just like, like his dad. It's crazy. They say they say he's great on ballers too. I haven't seen. The yeah, show. I haven't seen ballers. Yeah, she's oh. calling. It's <laughs> a little soundtrack intro. <laughs> we lost you. I know. I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of PFP right now, so that's <laughs> gonna happen. No, it's all right. It's all right. Well, well we're gonna. I'll oh, go ahead. If I start yelling obscenities randomly throughout the showing, <laughs> it's because people don't know how to drive. <laughs> Wait, are you driving right now, or is somebody else driving for you? I'm driving. Oh god. Oh okay. Well, be- I'm by she- myself. I'm she- just sitting in the car, chilling with you guys. <laughs> I mean, but you got us on speaker though, right? You're being safe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My first got Bluetooth. It's good. All right, good. All right. What, what movies have you seen besides Infinity War? You seen any new movies? Mm, did I? I finally watched Black Panther. Oh, okay. About time. Okay, and you're, you're late. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're about five months late, but it's okay. It's all good. I, I know, I know. It took me a minute, but, you know, I enjoyed Michael B. Jordan in it. He was very yeah, pretty to look good. at. <laughs> I ain't going to say pretty, but he was compelling. He played he his compelling. movie well. He played his part well. It was intriguing, right? <laughs> yeah, he did better but, yeah, than uh, Black Panther. <laughs> I agree, yeah. Michael B. Jordan, he, he's, yeah. he's a great actor. Yeah, great actor. So, speaking of great actors and up-and-coming actors, Sean P. Williams. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, we're gonna do get, jump into this interview real quick. Hey, I ain't on the lo- I ain't on the level of Michael B. Jordan or none of those guys. Hey, you gotta aspire. You gotta aspire to be. I'm inspired, but sh- those boys could act <laughs> for real. Um, um, right now, I'm just currently um, 
doing promotions, marketing, uh, getting my stuff going on. I got some stuff coming up. Um, you know, I get on stage every now and then, yeah. you know, but trust me, I ain't no Michael B. Jordan <laughs> or or uh, Denzel Washington's son right. or Ice Cube's never, son. You never know. <laughs> but you but you are an actor, writer, and producer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So tell us about some of the productions you've done okay. in the city of Detroit. Um, um, I do vagina monologues every year, and that's a powerful play. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of ladies from Detroit. Um, I started off doing it with Frankie Darcel mm. until she moved out of town. So the ladies was like, let's keep doing it. Yeah. So I've been doing it about eight, nine years strong, and okay. every year it's sold out. I'll be like, wow. Where do you um, do this at? Um, International Institute. Uh, we done did it at Wayne State, uh, 1515 Broadway. That's another theater that's closed down now. Um, just all over the city, you know. Uh, matter of fact, next year I'm going to take it down to Georgia. Oh, so that's I'm awesome. going to do it down Great. in Georgia. That's wow. awesome. As a, so as a, as a playwright and an actor, where do you get your inspiration from when you're creating these things? Lately, nowhere. <laughs> but back in the day, different things, subject matters, you know, uh, people, I know ladies love about relationships. Right. So I try to do plays about relationships, uh, things I go through. Um, like I had this one incident where this girl accused me of getting her pregnant, coming to find out it wasn't my <laughs> oh, baby. Man. So that was that was a crazy play because all my people from church, they came to it. <laughs> the pastor set me down. I was in charge of the choir and all wow. that and you know come to find out it wasn't even my baby wow. so people say you went through all that drama now what <laughs> no, right, right. Wow. so Man. you know okay okay i, I want to ask you this so as far as like writing and producing and acting i think with each of those there there's something to do with the art of creation so you know you're creating something you're creating a performance you're creating a um a story you're creating um just you know marketing possibilities to promote the play or something of that sort so just like um you being a, a christian man like the art of creating like you being created by you know your parents and god what 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 connection do you draw there like what do you love about creation um i like the process um from starting from beginning the concept come you write it on a piece of paper and then you set a date you might set a date six months down the line. Mm-hmm. Boom. So now you're getting everything together, getting the tickets together, getting the cast together, getting the people together, getting the script together. And then that day of the show, that's when you say, wow, thank you, God. I didn't did it. And now what's next? So, you know, uh, just the process. I like the process. It's a lot of work. Everybody think it's easy. It's right. not, you know, um, I want to go into films one day, but that's a tough thing to crack. It's not mm-hmm. easy. You know, I always tell people start small and just build yourself up. And I've been doing this like about 12 years now. Wow. So mm. there's no rush. Yeah. So when, I mean, so when was that, that moment in your life where you knew like, this is what I, I want to do. This is what I aspire to do. Wow. Um, probably when I was younger. Um, I don't know. Um, my group come from uh, Robert Townsend. I don't know if y'all hip to Hollywood Shuffle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, when, right. when I went to go see that movie in the 10th grade, that's <laughs> when I said I want to be a filmmaker. Wow. I ain't made that movie yet, but one day <laughs> it's coming. So, yeah, you know, um, that Spike Lee. Yeah. Um, all the old movies. I'm into the old movies, like the eighties, eighty nine movies. Right. You know, movies like that. So uh, speaking of Robert Towson, I saw that that he had and I think he has it on his Twitter, he was talking about this. He has a um 
I forgot what anniversary this is, but he's going behind the scenes of the five heartbeats. Yeah, that was that? a classic. That yeah. was a classic. I think what's that? Thirty-five years old, 30, or, yeah, it's about 30 or thirty years? It's up there. So yeah. you know, that was a classic movie, and you know, I just remember, man. <laughs> oh, what you remember? No, no, just uh, the part where they were singing in the him and his sister were singing in the bedroom. Okay, that was my favorite. <laughs> that <laughs> was your favorite part. Wow, <laughs> Robert Townsend and Keenan Ivy Wayans. They were Keenan, just they wow. were trendsetters in trendsetters that era, man. In that as, era, as well yeah. as Spike Lee too. Spike but, Lee, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Robert Townsend, he's um he he's the real MVP mm, for real though. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what drew me to him. And you be like, wow, these guys did movies back in the day and you look and you see all the people who's famous yeah. now you like they started with Robert Townsend yeah. or something right. like that so and that's kind of where you started to saw the the power of black films as well like mm-hmm. I think prior to that people didn't really see it was a market in it no um, but no. we should I mean we showed up and showed out we went mm-hmm. and supported those movies especially you know the Robert Townsend and the Spike Lee's because it showed a part of our life that we could relate to right mm-hmm. it talked about um you know even even I don't know if the, the five heartbeats were um they weren't a real quote unquote. Um, I think it was based off the Dale, the singing group, the Dale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but even then it kind of gave you that yeah. glimpse and insight into uh, what it what it probably was like, you yeah. know, for a lot of yeah. those guys. And yeah. it told yeah. a story that was that was unique to, to us in our community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's something I definitely appreciated back yeah. then. For sure. I got a I got a broad question for you. So like knowing about the spirit of Detroit and about the city of Detroit in which in which you know you 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 produce <coughs> acting right in do you try to do you try to like um communicate that a little bit in your place like the spirit of what make these makes Detroit strong or mm. Michigan for, for for that matter for that matter I say Michigan I think um uh, we wanted a hard working blue collar uh we get up and go to work every day that's the joy about um, being creative, you know, and then every now and then, and the funny part is when you get actors and all that, you know, they have jobs. Some of them bring their kids to the, uh, you know, sure, for, yeah. for the rehearsal and all that. So that's the joy, you know, no matter what we out here trying. And I think that's Michigan, you know, spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. And when you're looking at sort of casting people, I'm sure it's like all probably up and coming people up and coming. Oh yeah, local. yeah, yeah. And so, what's the audition process typically like? Like, how does that work for you? Uh, with me, um, I just have people come in, do a monologue. If they could sing, I tell them to sing. I know. Um, I didn't find some girls that could sing, some mm. guys that could sing. Yeah. And the sad part is, some of them end up putting out a CD, and some of them don't. So yeah. you know, um, you know, I just like. Meeting new people. Yeah. Detroit got a lot of talent. For sure, for sure. Well, if you need my talents, man, I'm here. Oh, <laughs> what you do, Simon? Hey, you, you got the voice. The voice. That's yeah, that's yeah, one thing. The voice. Uh, yeah, right. the voice. I, I okay. try to sing a little bit. I dabble. I dabble. Oh, okay. You can sing. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm okay. But we 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 can we can discuss this later. He's you know, good. When I, we need good. to sign oh, yeah. up. Wow. We need oh. to sign me up for this contract. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Sound sound. <laughs> hey, sound good to me. I got to ask you this. Uh, dealing with actors, you know, it can be uh, very rewarding and it can be a little challenging. You Do you have an example of both, like the rewarding and the challenging aspect of it? Um, the rewarding part is um, it's a guy out now, uh, Dan Jeffries. I don't know if you know him or not. Mm-hmm. Um, he started in one of my plays and now um, he didn't did he didn't did print. He was on a big old billboard. Uh, all over Detroit. He didn't been in some movies and he didn't did, um, like small segments on different shows. So that's the joy. I'll be like, Oh, he started with me, you know, uh-huh. um, the not so thing, the headaches, you know, dealing everyday drama 
oh, I can't make it to rehearsal, but you see him at a concert or something. You'd be mm. like, oh, why you couldn't just tell me you was going to the concert? Right, you right. know, you know, but that's that's that. That's that. Uh, I call it the Hollywood Detroit diva. Right. They think they stars, but you know, you yeah. you gotta give people props. But just be upfront with me. If you had a concert, just say, "Hey, Sean, I can't make it to rehearsal today. I'm going to this concert." I'd be like, "Okay, go ahead. Pass out some flyers while you at right. the concert." Hon- Honesty is the best policy yeah. in that case, right? You know, yeah, yeah. Tr- transparency is important. So, going about this from a marketing, what well, Nicole? Do you have any questions so far? Is she still with us? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. She focusing on driving. (laughs) I'm I'm listening. I'm just, I'm interested that you can act because I can't act. All I got going for me is I'm cute. That's about it. (laughs) Okay, well. you're funny. You're funny. (laughs) Send me your picture and bio. Who knows? You could probably be in the next (laughs) Vagina Monologues, you know. And and that's the joy where you could have everyday people who say they want to try and I give them a chance, especially like I'm going to play like vagina monologues because it's like everyday people um, going through the experience of what a woman going through and all that. So that's the joy of it, you know, and we didn't have we didn't have some uh, people from Detroit, some singers, um, different people who didn't been in the play. So, you know, that's the joy, you know, that's awesome. Um, Has there been a time during your career so far where you just like. You know, this this is, you know, I, I might have to sit it down. It's, it's hard. Like, this is hard work. Like, you ever wanted to, like, just take a break and, like, all right, let me just take a quick break, get myself, like, mentally get myself prepared, and then just, you know, jump back into it later. What I do normally, I didn't slow down. I used to do, like, uh, two or three plays a year. Now I only focus on one or two. Yeah. Uh, I didn't learn how to collaborate with other people. I know uh, one time we did a play. It was about six of us, and we only put up about fifty, sixty dollars. We end up walking away with three, four hundred dollars. So yeah, wow. I say, when you—that's right. an investment when that's you could do something definitely. like that. So I didn't learn how to collaborate with people or mm. uh, find younger people. It's a lot of younger people out here doing stuff. You be like, hey, what's up? You know, I do mm. this. You know, and you know, like stuff like this podcast. Yeah. I'm like, wow, things didn't change when I was younger. Yeah. You had to be on the radio, and that was the right. only way you was heard. Right. Right. Not, now you can, you can man, reach anybody now. I tell people, you all, everybody got their own platform. Y'all got your yeah. own brand. I'm like, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it's amazing when you think about it. Like, we're able to just, uh, like, we're borderless now. You can, you can reach people all across the world. Yeah, yeah. With the podcast or yeah. just with YouTube now. Right, so it's, right. It's, it's, so, speaking of YouTube, have you ever tried to use that medium as a way to sort of get that exposure? I'm I'm slow. I, I said I'm impressed with y'all <laughs> and, and, and people because I used to do radio. So yeah. people say, hey, man, why you won't get back in the business? Do a podcast. I'm like, oh, that's work. I got to <laughs> do this. Find the guests. And, yeah. you know, um, I'm not there yet. I'm mm. I'm 47. So I'm mm. like, I don't move like I used to move <laughs> when I was 30 or 27. So, yeah. you know, I, I let y'all young guys do it, man. And but you're moving. That's the you're moving. Thing. Right. I'm moving, yeah. but it's just I'm not moving like fast like I used yeah. to. So. so so I know you mentioned the International Institute of Metropolitan Detroit, which we know a mutual person from. There. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so how, how has that place helped you in promoting your plays or putting plays out that you um, are connected to? You know, this one thing I always tell people, um, I didn't know about that place until I seen a young lady do a play there. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a play at 1515 Broadway. And they theater is real small. They theater is so small, you have to go 
on the stage in order to go to the bathroom. So what wow. we used to do, we tell people, if you want to go to the restroom, you got to go before the play start. If not, you can't go into intermission. Right. So then I went to the International Institute. I'm like, wow, this is a nice place. Right, you is. know, and the bathrooms is on the other side. So soon, soon, soon I saw that place. That's when I started booking that place, um, the Duplays. It's reasonable price. It's, it's right across the street from the DIA. Yeah. And some people just don't pay attention. Or some people say, I went there years ago, but they do plays there. They do. I didn't been to fashion shows there. You know, it's just Detroit make things happen. How to, you'd be like, wow, they put this together. Like, now I'm impressed with the people that do stuff over in the Eastern Market area. Because oh, yeah, yeah. back in the day, the Eastern Market used to be dead. For and really? now it's, you know, it's they live, do tailgating man. over there. Who would have thought they do lions tailgating? That's true. Right. So that's the craziness. <laughs> so, so it sounds like as Detroit has sort of changed, so has either your audience or sort of the way that you do things. It's the way you do things. Yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so besides like, you know, the change in venue. What are some other ways that you've seen um, have, have, have the approach you had to switch up with the new like resurgence of Detroit? Like have you had to switch anything completely the way you market? The way yeah, you- I'd say the way you market. Um, I'm more trying to get savvy on yeah. Facebook with Twitter. Um, what's the new? There's something else out there now. Yeah. That, you got um, Instagram, you got Snapchat. Instagram, got- I'm trying. Yeah. yeah, I got an Instagram page, but I never go on it. <laughs> I'm like, I can only do one at yeah. a time. Oh, you you know, uh, my thing was MySpace. I remember yeah. when MySpace first came out. <laughs> and I said, wow, Facebook been around this long. But yeah. I remember when MySpace first came out. So, and the cool thing too is that you could link all your pictures. So if you take a yeah. picture through Facebook, you can link it to your, your Twitter, yeah. your Instagram. Yeah. So I mean, you, you can market all. The that's the craziness. Once, right? That's yeah. the that's the thing I like. Um, and things change nowadays. Um, you could pass out a flyer to anybody, and they they might show up. Yeah. So I'm not the type of person. Oh, I'm just passing out. No, you pass out to anybody. Yeah. Uh, we have a very diverse crowd that come to uh, my plays. I, I, um, yeah. I'm shocked. They they be like, oh, never heard of the International Institute. So nice. you know, that's the thing I like about yeah. just. Out here doing stuff and being different. Yeah, like that. I I got I got an opinion about the whole social media thing. I mean, I think it is useful for networking, but I used to try. I used to aim to try to upload something every day, but you know, I'm working. Right, right, right. I feel like certain people not not everybody, but certain (laughs) people on social media that upload every day, they're either you know trying to make a career out of that, or they're just not they're just not working. They got free time to do it. You know what I do? I work. I'm like I work a couple of jobs. So the easy job. That's when I'm posting and people like, man, you be on Facebook all the time. I'm like, no, I'm at work right. doing nothing. Right. And so now nah, I'm yep. going to post. So that's one thing I didn't learn how to do stuff like that. But you do wonder about some people. You be like, who got time to do all that? You know? Yeah. But I heard with social media, though, there is like, obviously, there's peak time. So mm-hmm. some people post during the times where they know everyone's going to be watching, mm-hmm. looking at it. And so I think it's a strategy to that. So you, it may seem like someone's posting a lot, but it's just your, your, on social media during the time when everyone's on, oh, oh, right? Yeah, it kind of makes sense. But um, it's just it's the new way to do things now. It's just sort of yeah, you know, crazy. You, it's a cheaper way to market. Yeah, you know, um, especially when you're doing plays. I'm sure, like, yeah, make a post like, hey, I got this play coming up. Looking yeah. for people to audition. Yeah, 
And I didn't have people show up to the yep. audition. I heard about it on um, Facebook. Um, also, I do an acting class. I oh. just did that. And one lady, she came. She said, I always see you on Facebook. Yeah. And I just wanted to come to your class just to <laughs> see what it was about. So I was like, cool, you know. Yeah. And, and that's the craziness. Huh? You know, For you real. never know who's watching you now. That's so, true. That's true. That's gotta, one thing I didn't learn how to, you know, not do no nothing crazy. Right. Because it's some people you'd be like, wow, what they going through. <laughs> and it's kind of it kind of shows you, too, you got to be careful because sometimes that stuff can come back like, years hunting. later. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, you posted yeah. that 10 years ago yeah. or something about yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that even with the Go- Guardians of the Galaxy director, James right. Gunn. He's not coming back for the third one because some people picked up some, you know, rude jokes he did from earlier in his career. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um but I have to ask you though, as far as marketing goes, what are you what are you promoting currently? Uh right now I got an event um happening October October seventh. Um it's a storytelling event. Um I went to this one lady, she do storytelling at the African American Museum. Mm-hmm. So I said, Ah, oh, let me go see this. It's probably gonna be some old people up there right. telling But no, nah, it it's it's different. It was like um you tell a story, they have a theme. And and people love it, and people was paying to see it. I was like, wow! So now I do a low budget of that, yeah. <laughs> where I have people come up, tell stories, and and the people love it. You Sounds know, we fun. get about fifty, yeah, sixty people, seventy people there. People love to hear people's stories. Yeah. Nicole, did you want to say something? That is trending right now. Yeah, um, there's like a there's a show on Netflix. I think it's called Mortified Nation or something like that, and it's just a whole bunch of different people from all walks of life coming up and telling a personal story of something Mm -hmm. they went through. And I watched it and I do enjoy it. It's nice to hear like other people's experiences, Mm -hmm. whether you can relate or not, it helps put things into perspective. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. So it it impressed me. I said, wow. And and the weird thing is I didn't tell people everybody at least got one story that they would love to tell. Yeah. You know, and get on stage and tell it. Some people could do it. Some people can't, you know. Speaking of getting on stage, man, that's that's a a scary thing. I remember when I was in college, I took a theater class and we had to do our presentation by ourselves like a monologue monologue right 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 and i was so nervous like how how did you overcome that sort of that fright of being on stage or if you had that fright of being on stage um now no when i was younger um i started off in the church we used to do plays when we was little so right now um that's that don't make me nervous getting on stage what make me nervous is Will I make money off of this event? Um, Is people going to show up? You know, uh, that's my nervousness now. Um, Can I sell tickets? Um, Stuff like that. So uh, getting on stage, I could get up on stage, you know. And that's a performer, right? You know, I think what you got to do, keep on practicing. Like, you know, uh, just keep on practice. Somebody give you an opportunity, just jump up. Say, hey, I'm about to sing now Uh, because I got a seven-year-old son. So he's into the Michael Jackson thing now. Okay, so yeah. I keep on telling him, you got to practice. And whenever somebody say sing or let me see you dance, you just got to do yeah. it. And after the after a while, you won't be nervous no more. You'll yeah. be like, oh, wow. And then especially when somebody giving you money, oh, right. you'll be like, hey, I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> sing and dance. What? What? For real. <laughs> Speaking of, so you have a, so you have a seven-year-old kid. Yes. Um, do you want your kid to go into to acting or is it something like you want him to, to follow his own passion? Um, I want him to follow his own passion right now. He's into the Michael Jackson thing. He's into the, uh, 
what the superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not into the superheroes. I'm like lost every time he go to the show or I take him to the show. Yeah. He know everything, and I'm just sitting there. I'd be like, I'd be glad when this movie is over. <laughs> Captain Underpants. I'm like, who is Captain Underpants? I've never yo, yo, heard of Captain Underpants. All due respect, I read that when I was in middle yeah. school. A Cap- teacher told me Captain <laughs> Underpants is the dude. Man. He says the dude, and that's yeah. the craziness because a teacher told me. She said. Um, I've been and, and kids know about it. Yeah. Never heard of it. Uh, gar- was the Guardian of the Galaxy? Guardians I'm like, wow, that was actually that's good though. I like, <laughs> yeah. I like to the y'all, series. to y'all. I think I'm out of that stage because I used to like Star Wars, but yeah. I only seen the first two. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I just went to the Dollar Show to see Solo, oh. and I was like. <laughs> That wasn't all that. It's just, well, yeah. I'm not that into that. That wasn't the best movie, though. That wasn't the best one to go see. That wasn't the best one to go see. You should have saw Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to pull that up. <laughs> but um, there's still a dollar show in Detroit. I'm yeah. surprised. Yeah. Um, Allen Park. Allen Park. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> find that. so what are your tips on promoting plays? What are your tips on uh, reaching out to people to come see your productions or productions that you are involved with? Uh, um, tips. I just tell people go to extra mile and I tell filmmakers this, I tell actors this, you know, be willing to pass out a flyer. It won't hurt, you know, be willing to talk to people. I know some of them are shy. So sometimes just put the flyer down. At a gas station. Right. Somebody bound to see it. Somebody, you know, just somebody bound to see it. So I always tell people, you never know. Um, I didn't have people come up to me. Huh? You the guy that do the plays. Some people know my name. Some people don't, but just keep on doing it. You know, everybody got to start somewhere. Yeah. So I know you say you started what, 12 years ago, about 12 years ago, 2006. That's when I did my first play. At a theater that I put wow. up my own money. Wow. <laughs> Before that, I was doing plays in churches. So what would you tell someone who feels like they're too old, you know, to get started? Like, who feels like they have to be young to be in this this game? Um, no, I run into people all the time that's older. I just tell them to do it. You know, I tell them it may take us a little longer to do because, like, even me getting older now, it's just the drive is not there like it used to be. Yeah. You know, um, I tell them to do it. And then you got different technologies, you know, mm-hmm. with the podcast. Right. That's something totally different, you know. For sure. Definitely. So. Definitely. The one brush I had, the one memorable brush I had with filmmaking was um I entered a contest where it was where it was the forty eight hour film festival. Mm-hmm. So you have forty eight hours to make a film. So uh, me and two friends of mine from college, uh, shout out to Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Nina. Uh, we got together at my house. You know, I made my mom clean up, clean up the clutter she had downstairs <laughs> for, 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 uh, you know, set piecing. Right, right. Um, and we, we, we shot that bad boy in 24 hours. And, uh, like, in the end, the, the project was just okay, but I was like, man, like, that was a worthy, that was a worthy, um, uh, competition to go through because mm-hmm. it put me in the eyes of, like, I've directed things before, but it put me in the eyes of being under pressure. Right. And actually having to have, to have this in by a deadline. Mm-hmm. And uh, did they showcase it? Yeah, they showcase all of them at the main art theater up here. Now, now, question: Don't you sit back and you think you'd be like, "Wow, different people had different 
things to do, and they did. It make you say, yeah. now, next time I'm going to do this this way and all that. That's the thing I like about stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I um, I, ha- I had a short time to write the screenplay because I didn't know what our genre was. Right. So uh, I, I wrote that out because that, that was fun to write, you know, in that short amount of time. But filming it was a different era mm-hmm. where, to the point where I had to kind of, like, take a step back as a director and have my DP kind of take over mm-hmm. because she, she had a more grounded look on how things should look in the set piece right. and all that. Wow. You know what I like? I like um, watching short films. Um, uh, a couple of my friends did some. And then uh, BET used to have a show, um, Lens on Film or something like that, where they okay. show short films. And you'd be like, wow, this person only had 15 minutes, but they didn't tell the whole story. Right. And, and you'd be impressed. You'd be like, wow. So that's the thing I like, you know, how you could just take something and then create something. And then either you could do a feature film or you could do a short and the short might become a feature film down the road. You never know. I was talking to Anthony about this earlier before we came to the studio. Like, what is your approach as a writer? Like, how do you start? Like, how do you get your, your inspiration? Like, where do you begin in terms of like to craft that narrative in your, in your screenwriting? I start off by doing an outline. I come up with a concept. Like, um, for example, the first play I ever did was called Church Folks. Um, it was based on just different people at my church where I could say, hey, let me put different things in there. And they wouldn't even know it's about them. Yeah. So, you know, um, it was about everyday people going through problems, a husband and a wife, and then a guy, um, um, dating a girl, she into church, he come in and, and go off on everybody in the church and oh, wow. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. A gun got pulled out. <laughs> you know, that's the like craziness. That. And, you know, you just do with drama and theater. You could go over the top. And that's yeah. the funny part. People either like it or they'd be like, Oh, that was too over the top. Right. So, you know, but you know, that's one thing I didn't learn. I, I do an outline. And get the characters in mind. And then from there, I just started writing, you know. And, and you know, with people with uh, theater, they like jokes that they didn't hear before on mm-hmm. TV or something like that. Like Tyler Perry. It would be mm-hmm. stuff that's current. You'd be like, he'll say a joke about Rihanna. You'd be like, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but that's that's his writing style. Sure. You can't knock it. That's what people like. You'd be right. like, wow. Because sometimes I sit up and watch a Tyler Perry show. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes yeah, you'd be like, wow, <laughs> yeah. really? That's you true, know, or true. Mr. Brown would do something stupid here, run, have baby powder all over his face. Right. Then you see other people use baby powder smacking somebody in. You'd yeah. be like, how many times are we going to see this? But, you know, but it's, it's funny. Somebody like it. Got to throw a little slapstick humor in there. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. you say? I see that. I see. Yeah. That's, I understand why some people find it funny. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. It's, it's physical humor to a point. Like physical humor and some of it is, you know, um, I, um, some of it, some of it is is over the top and all that, but I I I see the value too. I feel like when I'm writing though, like I think like the the plot is important, but I mostly yeah. focus on character development. Yeah, I don't want my character going zero to hundred without motive. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be some kind of motive behind it. So that's mm-hmm. that's the way I look at it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's I agree with him. Character development is more because nowadays with the plots, you see it going one way, then all of a sudden it switch up. Like right now, I'm watching Power because I'm yeah. not a TV person, yeah. but I sit and watch something that catch my attention. Right now is Power and Empire. And I'm like, wow, now I'm getting bored with power because right. they just twisting it all around. Sure. Now you be like, all right, nah. <laughs> right, right. I can see that. And so this is a question for both of y'all. And speaking of like that, ask the thing about getting bored as a viewer. 
Like, how do you ensure that the, the material is is fresh, refreshing? Because sometimes the, the same plots are used over and over again. It's like you know we've seen the baby mama drama, we've right. seen all this. How do you keep right. it fresh? And, well, I mean, I I guess with me, um, you know, no idea is original nowadays. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just that it, it's just that what can you bring as your own take, and what's your nuanced way of telling the same old story? Yeah. You know, I feel like what are you doing to keep the plot moving in interesting ways instead of just you know doing what you've seen before? I think right. it's nuance. I think nuance is the way you differentiate your mm-hmm. your story with the original story. Right. Excuse me. Um, I agree with him, but um, uh, I say if you could find a creative way to do something, you know, that would be cool. But I'm like him. If you didn't seen it once, seen it twice, or oh, they do like you know, because like some of the stuff now nah, they just recycle. You be yeah. like, you know, my son be like, oh, that was great. Nah, they did it, <laughs> and then I show him what they did it from. Oh wow! They just took that. I yeah. said, "That's all Hollywood do." Yeah. You know, it's nothing bad. It's nothing good. It's just you know that's how they do stuff, right? You know. Mm. So I know you you were speaking to me about a recent project you did. Uh, you were involved with um called Warriors Pride. Yeah, it, yeah, you know, yeah. You, put, you permitted the red for create the last Redford night. Theater. Yeah, I hate I couldn't make it. I had to work. Um, it was a packed crowd. Um. Those, Janaea Black and Rocky Black, those are cool people. They didn't did like three or four movies from Detroit. Um, I like them. It's a lot of good filmmakers from Detroit now. Um, Dennis Reed, um, he didn't put a couple movies together. He got one coming out. Uh, Darren Brown, Kamal Smith, all these guys done did movies in Detroit. And, and when you go see them, you be like, some of these could compete with the national movies out. It's right. just they don't have the budget or Hollywood won't let them in. But, you know, some of them are on Amazon Prime. So you just have to take those small steps until time come. Because I didn't see some movies. You'd be like, wow, why I didn't hear about this or why this wasn't somewhere, you know. Okay. So what what was the plot line of Warriors Pride? Uh, um, it was um it was about uh him being a coach and the drama that they go through AAU and uh, you know it's a lot of different stories with the AAU. I know uh with the AAU they go out of town, they travel, they like traveling basketball team and they were saying how people be trying to steal players from another and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, okay. you know, that's that's what it was basically about. It was based on the uh Rocky Black his life hmm. of him being a coach with okay. the AAU. Yeah. I got a question. We talked about this last week a little bit. Um what are your thoughts on sort of like the way that television is going right now. Like, I feel like it's a lot more reality TV on. Um, do you think that sort of hinders like uh, up and coming uh, screenwriters abilities to break into that field? And, and you could flip that, but go right. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And then I, I answer. I, I was going <laughs> right. to say reality television. And I was talking with Nicole about this, especially on VH1. It kind of has a cinematic value. Like, you, yeah, listen, right. if you watch Love and Hip Hop, like, if you actually, like, like, watch it, you see people coming out of cars in slow motion. You see, <laughs> wow. You see, I've never looked at it like that, yeah, but see, okay. <laughs> yeah, you see people sitting in restaurants yeah. where everything is, right. like, flashy and, you right. know, light up and everything. Right. Even with a show like, uh, a taboo show like Date Naked or mm. RuPaul's Drag Race. Everything mm-hmm. is cinematic. Yeah, everything sure. is yeah. uh, glitz yeah. and glamour. Yeah, so I think right. that there's a cinematic value in reality television. But, yeah, I, I guess for, for an up-and-coming screenwriter, what, what does that do? 
Right. To um to me, um I'm not I don't watch reality shows, but the funny thing is I'm always flicking the channel. Yeah. And if something catch my attention, I'm gonna look for a minute. Uh I couldn't tell you who's all the cast members of Love and Hip Hop. Right. I can't tell you Black Crew Inc., but right. I could flick the channel and say, Okay, this is what's going on. Um I agree with them. There's some value in it. I don't watch it, but mm-hmm. you know the thing I always tell people: somebody must be watching them for the have spinoff shows. Right. Flavor Flav, like yeah. a lot of people didn't know who Flavor Flav was. I remember him from Public Enemy. Yeah. So when right. they yeah. right That's when true. they people, did people know him from Flavor of Love now. Right, right, right. So when they did a roast on him, I was like Chuck D. Oh man, they gonna roast you. Right. <laughs> he was just in the limo and he got out because you know that's that's what people know him from. But I come from the era I know them from when they first started out when they was rapping ice tea a lot of people probably don't know ice tea used to rap they probably right. know him from what's law the order, show law and order, law yeah. and, order. and yeah. he's been on there what over 20 years yeah, he's been there for a long time long time yeah. so you know uh my thing is i always tell the writers just try to get into whatever yeah whatever you could get into and then when your time come or put your money up yeah. you could get on TV, you know, yeah. and nowadays you don't have to get on TV. They got different ways to come out, you know. Uh, that's the craziness of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people who are just like blowing up just on YouTube channels alone. Yeah, you yeah. know, just have yeah. the content yeah. content there, mm-hmm. and it's just as good as, yeah. as some of the stuff you see on on television now. Mm-hmm. It's just done in a way that's more accessible to everyone, mm-hmm. um, even regardless of budget, regardless right. of you know how much money you got, resources. Mm-hmm. You can sit there, record something. And get a million views. Yeah. Right? So, it's, uh, it's, what's her name? The girl from HBO that got the insecure. Oh, it, yep, yep. She started off on YouTube, That's and true, I didn't man. know who she was until right. one of my friends said, "Shine." She had a YouTube channel. Yeah, Issa Rae. Issa Rae's come a long way. Yeah. Insecure was in development for a lot of years. Wow. Yeah, HBO. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See. Yeah. So, so, it's, so it's 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 about understanding the avenues that's available and mm-hmm. sort of just jumping on opportunities. So for real. Yeah. I want to ask you something because we, we, when dealing with the city of Detroit, which we try to base some of our, um, topics on, but not everything relates to Detroit. Mm-hmm. I, we, we asked our last guest that we interviewed on here this question. So what do you like about the direction Detroit is going in now? Cause you know, there is a, there is a bit of gentrification going on. <laughs> and I think the, the argument was kind of fueled by, you know, Comey Young versus Mike Duggan, mm-hmm. that whole mayoral wow. debate. Wow. And there is pretty much a tale of two cities in Detroit. So I want to know what's what's your point of view of it? Uh, did y'all did anybody see the movie Blind Spotting? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. That's where Detroit is head. Yeah. And it's like, how are you gonna handle it and all that? Yeah. And, and I hate that a lot of people didn't see that movie. I'm like, wow. And I was I was trying to tell everybody, go see this movie, yeah, go see this movie. movie. That was a great movie because you had people who's been living in Oakland all their lives. Now you got people making stuff, doing stuff. And, right. you know, the people who've been here all their life, they like, come on, yeah, we but, people, we've been here. So, right. Like, um, I was going to say. That was a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was. So, and I was going to say not to cut you off. But no, go ahead. I saw gentrification at the main art theater, but I was mad that it wasn't at the AMCs or the Imagines. Because I'm like, this kind of, more God. people should see this oh, film. Oh, blind spotting? Yeah. Yeah, blind spotting. That's I, what I was I saw it. No, I saw that. Um, I think I went to AMC. Was it Forum 30? Uh, nah. It was, oh, wow. Which one I didn't went to? I hate that. I <laughs> can't it, remember. Was it John R. or was it? Uh... It, it could have been John R. It was one of the yeah. uh, ones. And what I did, I just happened to hear about this movie. Okay. So I Googled the trailer. 
And then I told my friend, I said, let's go see this movie. Yeah. And um, I, I think I did see it was at the main art, but I seen it at one of the, it wasn't that many locations it was showing at. So, you okay. know, so, that's the craziness. Right. So I, th- I think it deserved a more wider release, but, right. but touching off that. So it's, so what's, so is that basically your opinion towards the gentrification of Detroit? <laughs> like there are some benefits, but it's like, Hey, what about the little guy? What about the guy that's right. been here? Um, I see we heading in another direction. Um, I always tell people there's good parts to it and there's bad parts to it. So who would have thought Little Caesar Arena would be right down in the hood? Right. But then too, right. Olympia Stadium was like that back in the day. It started over there by Northwestern mm-hmm. and you see that area. So, you know, uh, things are changing. I don't know if it's for the good or for the bad, but things are changing. Mm-hmm. I think we have to be willing to, you know, sing and dance and do something, you know, to appeal to everybody. And that's one thing I'm learning. You have to learn how to appeal to everybody. You know, is that good or is that bad? I don't know. What do you mean by sing and dance? Clar- clarify. You know, um, watching your step, figuring out what you want to do, finding your lane. Put it like that. That's okay. just another way of saying finding your lane and, and going for it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's some creative people here. And, you know, uh, like with the paddle cars, oh, I yeah. saw that in Pittsburgh first. I didn't. And I seen that in Pittsburgh in New York. And I said, yeah, wow, man. when Detroit going to get it? You know, but I should have been inspired to so do it. Started, right. right. Yep. You know, because when you go out of town, you be seeing different things. Saying, right. Okay. Detroit might need this, so that's true. I think about that know. all the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah well, Detroit, Detroit could use this. Um, yeah, but most of the times, like, yeah, by the time I, I'm, I'm really inspired to do it, it's done. It's so, done by now. Yeah, so yeah. you know, uh, it's definitely going different. Um, I don't have no negative. You know, it's just, it's just weird that it took like 40 years for the city of Detroit to change. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm 47. I know. And it's still a long way to go. It's still a long way to go. Definitely. You go, I grew up over off of Dexter and Richmond. Go over there. It, it haven't changed. That's it didn't get words right. Yeah. So, so, you know, and that's an area where maybe me, you, a couple mm-hmm. other people, we can make a studio over there. Right. Who, who say it can't be done? You know, that's the craziness. So we just have to find our lane and do it. Yeah, and I think this, I think it's true to that. I think a lot of times that, especially in areas that are gentrifying like Detroit, which it is, mm-hmm. um, we tend to dismiss parts of our city that actually need those resources, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, let's just put some down in Midtown. Let's put right, it in, in downtown right, Detroit. Right, but those right. areas already got it. Like, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't need anything else. Right. What? You know, um, people over off of Dexter, they love to eat at right. a nice restaurant. Exactly. So it should be a nice restaurant. Over or you got, or you got we kids, gotta, yeah. you got kids who want to go into the arts or kids yeah. want to be actors and, and, yeah. and uh, playwrights yeah. who just don't have the resources or opportunities. Yeah. yeah. You know, so why not go ahead and open mm. one up in the hood? So yeah. Who say we can't have a, a small theater in the hood? Anything right. is possible nowadays. So yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's more so that, uh, that the generalization that those communities don't want it. Um, you know, that we don't have creative kids. All of our kids want to be athletes. No, um, no. Again, that's not the truth. No. Yeah. You know, I hate that uh, when I was little, uh, they took uh, music out. When I, mm. I first started, when I was little, I was learning how to play the cello. And yeah. I said, man, I could have been an international cello player. <laughs> yeah. But they took music out. And I said, that was the hurtful thing. I remember it. And the first year I learned, I was all into it. Next thing, there's no more string. 
mm. orchestra. I'm like, wow, why, why not? Mm. And, and you don't realize that till you get grown. Say, wow, that could have been my opportunity right there. Right. So, you know, it's kind of amazing, <laughs> like how many how many potential young Denzels or or, oh, wow. or young Spike yeah, Lees are out there who yeah, yeah. who are never get that opportunity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think the most like yeah the most prominent example of that is Ryan Coogler who made yeah. um, Black yeah. Panther and Fruitvale yeah. Station. He started out he just he wrote a story for an assignment. Wow. And um his um his teacher I believe it was his teacher or his principal I think it was in college I think they they called him to the office and said hey you know. You know, you ever thought about, you know, um, joining screenwriting? Because what you saw here, I felt like I was there in that moment. Wow. You know? yeah. That's that's dope when that could happen. That's Seriously. the craziness. Seriously. Wow. Yeah, and it's, it's, just, it's so much promise that, you know, these kids potentially have that we mm. got to make sure we, you know, we cultivate that. Um, so with that being said, is there anything that you you are doing with like, or you just you hope to do with like youth or, or kids in the community? Or um, like- I'm gonna I'm gonna do a kids play. I I did a kids play long time ago. I can't even remember what year I did it. Um, I did a, a play called Noah's Art. Me and my boy Danny. Uh, Pitts and his wife and, and the funny thing is we had the kids dressed up as animals and everything mm. oh. they danced to one of Michael Jackson's songs wow. the people who came to the play they really loved it and, and it was funny but dealing with the kids it was a lot of work I can so. only imagine that. Oh <laughs> and then dealing with the parents and, and, the, uh, and, and dealing with the parents and the mother uh, the one kid who played Noah he just graduated from uh, high school this this year wow. and i went to his high school graduation i said boy i remember when you was noah in my play and his mama was at the rehearsal yeah. she yelled at him one time next thing you know he was doing his part i said wow i right. said i said let me be quiet i said oh, right right so that's the funny thing but we grew up like that you know when we was younger right. we couldn't get up in church and not say our easter speech we would get whipped and yeah. then you would get up you there and still it. have to say it so yeah. i think I think we let the kids nowadays get away with too much because right. when we was little, it was like, do what an adult say. And that was it. No yeah. questions about it. These kids, they got too much freedom nowadays. They got too much freedom. Do you want to go up on stage? You don't have to. Right. I'm like, some things are for their own good, though, as far as like saying, hey, do as you're told. It's for your own good. Yeah. Right. yeah you might yeah. not have to understand because you're a kid, but mm-hmm. you, get, you get older, you understand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's now we older, we understand all that. But when yeah. we was little, we didn't understand like, nope. it. You're like, well, I'm getting the whip. Boy, do what I say. <laughs> so it's so true. Yeah, yeah. I just think that um, as kids nowadays, just first off, you have you're, you're pretty much growing up on your own for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are just they don't have a lot of friends. Yeah. Most of them are just staying yeah. in playing video games. Yeah, not socializing. That's, come on, we couldn't yeah. play video. Well, I couldn't play video games that I mean, long. I, yeah, like, I played video games, but I was also had friends where I just wanted to go outside. Play yeah, basketball, yeah, you know. Yeah, we went outside, ride the bike, right, right. Like, yeah. Hey, and so now they just they, they they can just dictate what they want to do at any moment. And yeah. Nicole was just in her punk rock phase. Wait, wait. She, she, she she was just guided by that. Ain't that right, Nicole? I was very rebellious. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so as someone who aspires, like I mean, for me, I'm not personally. I know I'm not going to be an actor because I'm that's not me. <laughs> well, you but, never know. Don't say that. You never know. Right, but some for someone who aspires to be an actor. I know you said you have your acting classes. Where do those take place? Um, um, I usually do it um, in the summertime. Um, I do like a three weeks uh, summertime course. It just happened in July. Um, 
I I basically do that once a year. Yeah. You know, I might do maybe one in the wintertime just for people to get ready for the summertime. Yeah. Um, it's it's cool because I have a lot of people who done did plays or movies. They come in and talk to people, tell them how to handle stuff, how to budget. You know, you got yeah. uh, you got so many opportunities. I think um, a lot of uh, actors and actresses they don't take advantage of the opportunities. You know. Uh, and you got to be willing to go that extra mile. And I think that's one of the problem with Detroit talent. Mm. They want to do it, but they don't want to go that extra mile exactly. because and, and, and you never know. They could have a job on the side. They could be doing this. And and trust me, life always happens. But yeah. still, you know, you need to go that extra mile. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times you got to commit it. You got to be committed to it just like it's your full time job. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and we not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just like with the rappers, you know, um, back in the day, a lot of people were like, why Detroit rap not blowing up? I'm like the New York people, they live it. You right. know, the people from L.A., they live it. That's that's they thing. They in the studio. They up working. They writing. So it's been a resurgence in Detroit. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Oh, now. Yeah. 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 Got, but got, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Big Sean, you know, uh, Royce the Five Nine, right. you know, Trick Trick, you know, oh, yeah, he's still sure. out there doing yeah, he stuff. Does thing. You're right, he's There's still doing Danny stuff. Brown, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if somebody wanted to reach you for these classes, where would they connect you, or how to, can they get in contact with you? Is uh, old school way. Old school way. So uh, <laughs> call me on my cell phone number three one three four three three eight three eight four. Perfect. That's three one three four three three eight three eight four. Or they could go on Facebook and yeah. pull me up. So people do message me. And the crazy thing, I didn't know how to use it until oh, one Facebook day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I said, I think you reached yeah, out to I, me. I, I messaged you a long time ago. I'm like, Sean, you know, how you doing? My my name is such and such. We know such and such. And all, all of a sudden I messaged you again two months later. Oh hey, how's it going? <laughs> right, right. But I didn't know how to use it. And that's the sadness, because I'm old school. Man, call me, <laughs> you know, that, yeah. and I tell people I give out my number all the time, yeah. so it's just learning stuff. So you're on Facebook, Sean P. Williams on Facebook. Yeah, okay. I got two pages, Sean P. Williams and Sean Williams on Facebook. <laughs> right. So find either one. That's H A W N. You can find either one. Right, right, right. But any final questions for you? Any? Any? I'm all good, man. Thank you for coming. Well, I appreciate it. I'm impressed. I'm already. I'm super impressed with y'all. Yeah. I, I see big Appreciate things it. coming from y'all. Appreciate it. <laughs> but it was it was a it was great having you here. Uh, for those who are interested in getting involved in one of his plays, contact him. Find him on Facebook. He gave you the number. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming. We truly appreciate it. And y'all did Nicole. I'm I'm glad you were able to yeah. make it. <laughs> right, right. It was awesome meeting you, Sean. I might try to take you up on one of those. Don't try. I want I want you to be in the next play. All right. There you- <laughs> do it say yes <laughs> alright y'all this has been another great episode of Can We Talk yeah like share and subscribe